Okay, let's go answer the bell, huh? If we just know what we're doing, work at it, and concentrate and do it. Let's go, fellas! What's happening? Welcome into another episode of the Patriots Podcast. I'm Sean here with Ryan and JJ. Hello. What's up? We are coming to you after a Week 16 loss. Uh, Patriots lose to the Bengals in a remarkably entertaining game, at least in the second half. Ryan, uh, can you walk me through your feelings in the first half and then what you were feeling in Uh, the fourth quarter? uh, Just brutal to watch. Um, You know, pretty much couldn't get anything going in the first half. I think we punted at least three times um and then we took a knee on the on the fourth possession um you're watching can or cincinnati move the ball up and down the field and we just can't get anything going um the way it changed kind of in in the fourth uh, late in the third quarter marcus jones got that pick six really sparked the team um comes down to it 22 to 18 we're driving we have uh ramondre Fumble the ball, basically. I thought he had forward progress, but it was very quick. If you go back and watch the play again, it was very quick play. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they usually don't whistle the ball that quickly for a running back. But I mean, twenty-two to nothing at halftime. Second largest deficit for the Pats under Belichick. I was at that other game, the first, <laughs> the the largest one. It was uh, twenty-four to nothing. Which was, one was uh, that? November, November twenty-fourth. 2013 against Denver, we ended up winning the game 34-31 in overtime. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Me that. and my dad were there. It was absolutely freezing. It was colder <laughs> than this game. It was The wind was horrible. That was the one they punted, they punted in overtime, right? They won the coin toss and punted. Or, because or of the chose, wind. They chose, the, they chose the end zone instead of receiving the ball in overtime. Right. It, it worked yeah. out. I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, me and my dad hugging strangers, and those are the good old days. I miss, <laughs> I miss those times. It's Christmas Eve. I'm I'm watching this first half with my father. You know, I got there early so we could we could watch the game. And um, man, me and my dad were just kind of like, oh, this is fucking horrendous. And we can we can dig deeper into this game, especially like the the X's and O's of the first half. But uh, why don't I just break down? I, it was nice. The the first half here, the the Bengals go touchdown, touchdown, field goal. 13 play drive that ends in an interception and then a touchdown. Those are their five possessions in the first half. Yeah. Patriots go three and out, three and out, one first down and punt, one first down and punt, end of the half. That's yep. that's the dichotomy between the two teams in that first half. I yeah, 22 nothing. 70 net, yeah, 70 net yards, um, eight minutes and 57 seconds out of 30. Um, I mean, the, th- the third down plays were horrendous the first play of the game even or the first passing play of the game was uh john who on a deep slat slant he rounded it and he's going to be wide open and he collides with hunter henry yeah it would have been easy 22 yards instead you have a punt and henry henry gets injured <laughs> i mean i mean if that doesn't was, say was... offensive ineptitude on the what first series it's like first two series for patriots too it's like right away Right away, we, we go three and out, three and out. Our third down plays are, you know, third and fourth, third and sixth manageable plays. Nothing. It looked, like like Ryan just said, atrocious. Guys running, hot routes being running into each other. Why are they even that close on the damn field? Like, they shouldn't be close enough to be running on the, into each other. That's part of an offensive game plan, um, as we've, you know, really hammered in here for the whole season. Just, it kind of showed. Um I, I, we were texting each other, you know, how bad it was. It was it was embarrassing. Can we do anything? And then, like you said, uh, the second half completely turned it around. For so, Somehow completely shut their offense down, which I think is as surprising as our offensive, um, you know, kick-starting there, getting getting that going. And but, Bengals you know, put up a goose egg in the second half sec- after egg, looking yeah. unstoppable in the first half. Uh, a lot of missed extra points in this game, which was weird. Um, All of weather. All weather. of weather, you, you know what? So I guess I think, that that pissed me off that we couldn't get anything there. I mean, we scored 18 points on three touchdowns. It's like you couldn't score anything. If we scored anything on any of those touchdowns, all you needed at the end was a field goal instead of a touchdown. So um, you know, it was, it was, but you could say that for them too. I mean, sure. they missed a field goal. We missed we missed two extra points. They missed an extra point. But I just feel like it was a, you know 
every week Too here much. we get to a point where it's like you know it doesn't seem like the players like the players aren't playing great for sure but it's just like what is the game plan going into this game there's a thing of you know kurt warner released some some notes online about him watching a game and how terribly offensively it was and it was probably the patriots is what everyone's saying and it's like you know what was the offensive game plan in the first half to do nothing to give them the ball you know what i mean it's <laughs> yeah, like it was, it was it was brutal and then you know you it was so disorganized it was disorganized down, penalties was... play calling yep. right the details the details of the route run the route running are not there we're not there in the first half whatsoever no uh we talked about that first third down where uh janu and and henry collided um it's just not supposed no to happen. depth perception of of what the other guy's running the the second third down um was trips right and we had two guys two cincinnati defenders on that side of the field so you obviously zone coverage they they snapped the ball and immediately mac is looking at johnny smith and johnny smith is running into the flat and he's looking like he's trying to block like he's not looking at mac whatsoever right. mac ends up checking down to just throwing the ball at ramondre's feet and he throws his hands up he's like what's going what the on hell here? are you doing what? what yeah and then there was right after that there was that um that punt attempt by Pilardi where he dropped the ball and then picked it up and punted it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, He's it was rough. a comedy. It was, it was just a comedy of errors. It was. And then, it, um, it was an embarrassing first half and it keeps getting yeah. worse. You know, it's weeks. What is it? Week 16. Like this stuff isn't supposed to be happening. Week 17, week 16, week 17, last week against Oakland. It's like, we're supposed to get things going by now. And we, it doesn't appear that we've made any improvements from the beginning of the season. I guess the offensive line play is, gotten you know maybe i don't even think the offensive line play has gotten better i think they've just gotten better at getting the ball out quicker on the few things that have worked but i mean just the whole thing and then how you almost come back to get a win and you don't i want to say i don't know if you guys noticed this but as we start talking about the second half joe judge was leading some offensive meetings in that second half i don't know if anyone else saw it but there was this clear time and i think it was seven minutes left joe judge had the entire offense over there and matt patricia was not there yeah you you did text us about that and i'm curious to know what happened there yeah we're not gonna find out i mean who are we gonna ask like belichick's not gonna actually say anything no about what happened there uh to your point about the offensive line that needs to be the focus for matt patricia i would think yeah if you're gonna be coaching them like that's the number one unit that needs to perform better offensively and when you you rush for 60 yards total in a game like this you're not going to win like it's just like so that that's on the offensive line i would think mac jones numbers are a bit inflated by that uh like tip touchdown to jacoby myers that was a you know what a play on third and 30 or whatever it was yeah that was scotty washington scotty washington you think he did that on purpose No, I don't. I I thought so in real time, and then on the replay, no, it doesn't look like it. And he, now he's back. That was practice. incredible. Well, and, and Sean back. And to you what, you have to say, I was Kendrick gonna... Bourne was fantastic in this game when he was right. on the field. He was making plays. A twenty nine yard run, he six catches it. for a hundred yards, touchdown. Um, he's the only guy with any juice then, on this offense right now. Well, and that's the yeah. thing, right? With Ramondre limited the way he is. Yeah. I mean, what I was going to say real quick, too, about the offensive line is you used to see David Andrews pointing out checks and doing different things and switching up protections. He is not doing that. You can watch every play. He is just going there, holding the ball, and ready to snap it. So I don't know what they've changed there, but that is not what they've done in the past, and I've heard other people I think they took it out of his hands. Right, which is – I think they put it in – I think it's Which is The number of times that you hear Mac talking before the snap goes and he's, like, pointing somebody out, he's calling something out, they're they're taking it out of David Andrews' hands. Which which is – Dumb. Dumb. It's just really dumb. I mean, he's clearly a very heady player, and Mac Jones needs all the help he can get right now. Yeah. And then, but so on top of that, too, you were just mentioning Kendrick Bourne. It's like this dude just had six receptions for 100 yards and looked the part, right? I mean, is he a number one? I wouldn't say that, but he he looked like he could get open. He could get separation. He's always had good hands. He's had a couple games here or there this season where he was a little bit shaky, but he's never really gotten any time. And that can't bring, you know, bring that into questioning. It's like, why is this? Why isn't this guy been more prevalent on offense? Why has he not been there? 
he looked great in this game. That's a good defense. And he looked awesome. It's like, what? And that almost yep. plays into the Joe Judge thing, too, is because, you know, Joe Judge seemed a lot more available and around in this game than I can remember, especially in the second half and then leading to that sideline meeting where he was running it. He was clearly talking to the whole offense and Matty P wasn't there, as I said, and Kendrick Bourne was going. It's like, was there some kind of switch there that nobody I, really I, talked about? Yeah. Because it seems like there's a few things that are pointing at, okay, Joe Judge came in and he started calling, putting Kendrick Bourne. I know there's injuries and stuff, but Kendrick Bourne became the focal point a lot of times on the offense, as opposed to the second or third or fourth option. I know right? exactly what you're saying. And Aguilar disappeared. And he was he totally disappeared in the second half. Right. And, yeah. uh, yeah, I don't think any of us are sitting here being like, Joe Judge is the answer for Not calling all. this offense. Not but at all. Joe Judge might be in Kendrick Bourne's camp. He might be in Kendrick, and he might just call a better offense for what's going on. You know, it's like, okay, if he can call if he can call somewhat of a semblance of an offense for the rest of the year and allow Matt Patricia to focus on offensive line, that seems to make a little bit more sense. Than what's going on because what's going on mm-hmm. now makes zero sense you can't even i mean it's been a train wreck so yeah I, you know. the hardest part to stomach about the whole thing is belichick's always preaching that he's just going to do what's best for the team put the team in its best position to win and that just hasn't been the case you look at what Bourne does when he's out there and you're saying you know i know there's been a couple alignment issues pre-snap um a couple times where it looks like he doesn't know the play mm-hmm. but after the game Belichick's asked, why has Bourne's opportunities been so few and far between? And these, he's, he had two answers in that press conference that really, like, really pissed me off. Why have his opportunities been so few and far between? No particular reason. Yeah, it's like... That was his answer. No particular... What, what do you mean, no... Um, so he should have been Bill, what are you going to do? So you're telling us? He should be in there because there was no particular reason yeah. he wasn't in there. So... Right. The other question... Bill, what are you going to do the last two weeks of the season to keep guys engaged? We're going to keep doing what we've been doing. Right. Well, that, I mean, that's not good. <laughs> what you've been doing isn't working. So what are you talking about? Like <laughs> at what point, I know it's, it's late in the season. You don't want to change things too much right now, but like mm. to say, we're going to keep doing what we've been doing is, well, that's failure. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you that's haven't not done good shit. Enough. It's not good enough. And, yeah. you know, thinking about some of these losses, too, where Kendrick Bourne was basically non-existent in these games. And if you had maybe one more offensive drive or one more big offensive play to get you in scoring position, you, you know, you'd have a maybe have one. It's like Kendrick Bourne maybe could have been the difference if he was actually in there playing instead of, you know, having John New Smith get a lot of time or Nelson Aguilar or one of these guys you paid more money to that it seems like you're trying to get going and aren't doing anything, you know. And it's yeah. a, the real shame is that de- this defense, yeah, they looked really bad the first half. It's like, holy crap, what's going on here? But like you said, goose egg in the second half, they really pulled it together. And like if this defense had was paired with a good offense, I feel like they'd be, you know, top in the league because they were on the field a shit ton. Like they yeah. are yeah. always <laughs> out there. It's like if they had an offense co- complementing them with long drives or big plays and scoring, kind of letting them get after the quarterback a little bit, which seems to be their their best trait right now. It's like I feel like it becomes a much better defense, and they're already good. So you know you're not getting your full, and they make opportunities. Marcus Jones, as you said, I mean, I saw a stat. I think I sent it to you guys. Marcus Jones is the first. Is there's one other player in NFL history that has. Uh, what is it? A, an offensive touchdown, a special teams touchdown, and a defensive touchdown—all over forty yards. One player in history in their career, and that was yeah. Deion Sanders. Deion. And th- yeah. that was over his career. And Marcus did it year one. Marcus did it year one within a few weeks okay. of each other. <laughs> yeah, it's special, pretty impressive. He's a special player. I mean, that's I felt bad for him being. I felt bad for him being matched up with. Uh, Jamar Chase, you know that's that's a tough. He did pretty tough good too. Marcus I mean, Jones he, only he did all right. He did, well, seventy nine yards. Okay. I, I mean, the first half he got beat quite a bit, uh, but he's only five eight. Jamar Chase is six feet. You know, strong. But it's um, not like he got nobody Jonathan tackles. Jones. Yeah, nobody tackles yeah. Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase breaks yeah. the first tackle every single play. Yeah, and it's and, and um, you can't really put Jonathan Jones on him because then. You're saying that you, you know, Marcus Jones has to cover T. Higgins, and T. Higgins is huge. Yeah, and you know? T. Higgins so destroyed us. Yeah, 
I mean, Scotty Irwin. Who's Trent? his name? Trenton. Scotty Irwin? Trenton Irwin. Trent, Trent Trenton Irwin. Trenton? Trenton Irwin should have had two touchdowns. Burrow missed him by like a foot on that second one down the middle. I thought he did have two touchdowns. He did. did he, oh, he, he missed he that had third three. One. He missed he the missed third, third one. Third yeah. One. yeah. Yeah. The third one he was could like have had three. so close. And then they shanked the field goal afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Marcus Jones is a revelation right now. He's, he's probably the best player in the team over the last month. Yeah. I'd still probably say Jude on Uche, Mills. But yeah, he's right there. Maybe U- Uche is right there. I mean, Uche is playing better than Judon is right now. I wonder if Judon's a little slowed down. Given I don't the know, dude. I, you know, he's have to work. I feel like people have been keying in on Judon more, and they've been having him do other things, and he's still making plays. Like he still got a sack a week ago. This past week, he had that fumble, forced fumble on um, Jamar Chase, was an inc- I thought an incredible play. I don't know if you guys it was you, a good play. You know, yeah, Jamar Chase caught play. it. Marcus Jones falls on it. Yep, Judon is just kind of out there in space, grabs grabs Chase, pulls the ball right out of his hand, or basically, you know, pulls the ball out of his hand, essentially, and when we needed the ball back. I mean, that's like, that's a big time, you know, big, big defensive player play there. So, um, I still think he's been pretty impressive, and Uche's been kind of allowed to swarm a little bit. I think Barmore still looks pretty good when he's out there. You know, he's not showing up too much on the stat sheet, but... He's, yeah, he hasn't been out there too much. I mean, when I see him out there, I feel like he's great. But he wasn't out there a ton this game. You're right. Um, but yeah, man. Overall, when we're talking about this game, I mean, all three of us picked the Bengals to win this game. Right. And then I think I think Ryan texted us in the fourth quarter, and he goes, how in the hell are we still in this game? Yeah, exactly. And we were. That's crazy. We were. And we were, yeah. like, this close to winning it. If we Ramondre held onto the ball, you know, at, at the very end there, I'm sitting here going, okay, the – the Bengals just scored a touchdown with two minutes to go in the first half. They Their drive was two minutes uh, yeah. at the very end of the first half to score a touchdown. So I'm like, mm-hmm. let's make sure that they have less than 30 seconds with the ball at right. the end of this. Right. And so I'm very much a proponent of running the ball there very near the goal line. I, and, you know, we're all Ramondre fans. We want them to give them the ball at least two times first and goal. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, he gets pushed backwards. It gets popped out. Um, I thought upon a slow motion review that it should have been forward progress but the way they explained it was he wasn't in the grasp so that makes sense yeah i guess i was i, mean, I was I, I was pretty livid i think my neighbors know how i felt about it i feel like they could have called that <laughs> they could have definitely called that in favor of us for sure but you know the thing that annoyed me there is i i i, I know exactly what you're talking about too sean like i was thinking that clock versus not clock but with this offense the way we've been so terrible in the red zone i was like just score just score i don't care if it takes 10 seconds off or not like we need to get a touchdown because something bad will happen and then the other thing is i don't really you can't really blame Ramondre. i mean he's made so many plays for us this season but i feel like they called the same running play four times in a row did right yes there's not much variety you know what i mean it's like i was looking i was like can't Ramondre can get the edge like we all know Ramondre can get the edge and i was like why don't they run to the outside here they ran three plays in a row up the middle right up the just all this wedge play like no pulling no nothing nothing just like right it's like oh we're gonna score and they're not gonna stop us it's like can you guys like play football a little bit here and not just run the same play over literally that's i feel like that's why they did it that's why they were able to strip it because they knew oh they're going to run up the a gap again and there was like 15 people there there's the entire defense in the a gap because they were like yeah they're just going to run it again they've done this before they run the same play over and over again when it works so just flood the a gap that's where they're going to be and that's where he was and it caused the fumble so good on them but yeah you know once again shame on the coaching staff for being like oh yeah they won't stop it it's like they were leaving the but edge wide open. We were fortunate, yeah. extremely fortunate. I mean, two turnovers in the second half. One of them was a pick six. Fumble, missed oh, yeah. field goal. I mean, extremely fortunate I mean, to be, there. be close. Sure, absolutely. Like, yeah. It was it was. The Bengals won the game in the first half, really. I oh, mean, yeah. they, had, they had two drop touchdowns, too, in this game. One by Higgins, one by Chase, mm-hmm. where, you know, the defenders are beat. I think it was Jonathan Jones on both of them. Um Burrow had forty completions in this game. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, look at the week. first half. He had he was twenty eight for thirty six in the first half for three touchdowns and, and an interception. I mean, that's when you're down twenty two to nothing at halftime. It's basically that's it, you know. And and we can fault Ramondre, you know, for the last play of the game, but 
there were plenty of opportunities in this game to. Yeah, we shouldn't have been to, in that you know, spot. You know, you need the ball. You, yeah, you need you to put yourself in a end. bad spot, and you lost the game. And you know, down twenty-two to nothing at halftime, you can't really complain. You can't put it on Ramondre. No. I mean, I don't. he didn't do anything wrong in the first half. It was just you couldn't you couldn't move this move the chains at all. Um, and more of these routes that are like, hey, we're gonna run. Uh, it's third and six. Let's run. Let's run a four-yard slant here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, like, right. Well, that's, and, you, and that's the thing. You watch the Bengals. Everything's over the sticks. And they're running past the sticks. Everything's yeah. over the sticks. I, I mean, every third down, it seems like they throw it three or four yards short of the sticks and expect someone to make a play. Every single time. And that comes down to like you were talking about earlier, Ryan, when we've talked about it a lot, is the you know root combinations, root trees, spacing. It's like, why are we calling four, you know, a play where three or three out of four people running a route are behind the sticks. Two Why tight ends are, running into each other on two the third tight play ends, of the game. Right. It's like, what the hell? Like, I could call a better freaking offense. <laughs> how are you? How is it that bad? How is it that bad? So, um, who's to that, say? I know, and well, we know why. And then Tycon Thornton, I thought almost if he reeled that deep one in, he should have had that. He had a few targets this game. I feel like he's another guy that kind of showed a lot of promise and maybe has regressed in the past so many weeks. Really hasn't been able to, you know, flourish. That's true. That's true. And this is another game where ten penalties. I mean, ten penalties for eighty-two yards. That's the game right there. Just, just beating ourselves. Fifty Again. yards. Fifty yards. You could have scored. In the end, this this was a game where we talked about it last week. They were outmatched. This team is, the Bengals are better than the Patriots. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's a very short list of teams that look like they can win the Super Bowl right now. Mm -hmm. And the Bengals are on that list. Yeah, definitely. And the Patriots are far away from it. And so the the fact that they were able to hang with them, I mean, great. Uh, I think it's a testament to this defense. Mm -hmm. it, It makes you think about, oh, this defense is good enough. Where to do he was it. paired with a competent offense, competent, not good, but competent, uh, they could they could at least make a at least make a playoff win. Absolutely, but absolutely. The and way I, it looks right now, that's not the case. Well, and on top of that too, I mean, the fact that they were able to come back and get a couple touchdowns in the fourth quarter, you know, I feel like they do have talent on offense. Like we see glimpses on offense of oh, guys can get open and catch the ball and run downfield and make plays, and that's that is there. It's just they don't know how to execute it they don't know yeah. how to get there and whether that's who was the um practice or coaching it's, who was the announcer uh was it charles davis might have it was charles, charles davis, davis yeah. was right i think it was charles davis and he was saying that the reason the patriots weren't scoring points was was a talent issue i don't i didn't see that at all i thought it was a, a detail issue it, yeah and and, a coaching issue it's not talent i mean in a, a coaching issue there's plenty of talent on that side of the ball it's just these guys don't know what they're doing because they haven't been told what they're doing i mean when you look and, at it too like i think uh, financially, we're spending the most at tight end. We're spending like top five or ten at receiver, and I'm sure we're not far off on offensive line. You know what I mean? It's like running back, we're not spending anything, yeah. and quarterback, and you, we're not spending. If you want to say we're far off say on any particular line. play, I mean, o- offensive line is not playing up to the talent level. Those guys are good, and we've seen them play good. Almost yeah. all of them, we've yeah, seen them. them play good, including when playing well. Everyone's gotten worse. Yeah, that's that's coaching. Whenever yeah, Trent all, Brown looks like a totally different player. Yeah, and Mac totally Jones is affected. Player. He's well, affected by it. Well, big time. you know, it's funny. Remember what was it? First or second week of training camp when they switched the tackles? They put Isaiah went at right and Trent Brown at left, which everyone thinks okay, that makes sense. We can see that. But like, I feel like after a week of practice, you'd see those guys just not having it, and not being able to do it, and be like, all right, let's switch it back because we know Isaiah wins pretty good over there and. Trent Brown's arguably the best right tackle in the league. So, you know, and it's so funny that he it's has gone better the past. Yeah. It's gotten this far that they both suck. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you took two, yeah. like, middle to, you know, at least top 15 tackles in the league and made them bottom five because you Even, put them uh, out of position you, and you wouldn't change your ways of because you're stubborn. That's pretty sad. Yeah. That's really If you bad. go back and watch the all 22. Watch the all twenty-two in that first half. Yeah, it really slowed it down in all the passing plays because it was only eight. It's really, it's not that hard to figure out. And I'm watching, and he's looking at Johnu Johnu Smith a lot, almost every play. There was so many plays that were designed for Johnu Smith, and they're just not on the same page. Really, um, which is bad. I mean, yeah. it's like, well, they're trying to get him on the same page because we have we're paying him a shitload of money over the next two years. 
It's not. They like, were, yeah, and they're. That was the dumbest their hand contract was, ever. <laughs> now their hand time. was forced, especially with Henry going down. And then you put Scotty Washington. I thought Scotty Washington was okay. I thought he was you fine. Know? And then you see a CSC on the other side, which he didn't do anything, but it's like. Okay, you know, their guy's hurt, but he's their number two tight end. And now we're down to Johnu Smith. I'd almost take a CSC over Johnu Smith. I think Asi Asi had uh, as many catches in this game for the Bengals as he did in his Patriots career. He did. He had two catches for five yards. Not too impressive, but still. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't know what, what's going on with Johnu Smith. He catches the ball, it seems like, when they throw to him. But, it, it you know, he ran into Hunter Henry. It's like, not good. And injured him, and then worked himself out of the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, well, when you... we we were fortunate to be in the game as long as we were. Uh, that didn't really make a lot of sense looking back on it. And um, you know, can we can we talk about the Jets to try to get our just what, try the to Jets feel a are right better? there with us to feel a little bit better? Yeah. Right. I mean, did you see the Jets on Thursday night? <laughs> Zach Wilson was, was being booed constantly, constantly. <laughs> yeah, they don't I'm, like him. He's, he's he's been moved to the like the equipment room at this point. Like he is so far down the depth chart. That dude is. I don't think I've it's over. ever seen reports. I it's over. I don't think I've it's ever over. seen like reports from inside the organization saying he's never going to play for the Jets again. Is, he's are, a second year first round that? pick. What was he? They're yeah. saying that. They're saying that he's never going to play for the Jets again. It that's was what, that's what I heard. Horrendous like, on Thursday night. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, it was really it was ugly. It was I bad. mean, J- Jacksonville didn't even play good. They didn't even play well. No. <laughs> you can win like... if you don't. If 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 the other team can't move the ball at all, and they score three <laughs> points, it's kind of hard to lose that game. I was I was watching the game. I was like, don't even don't do anything. Just punt the ball. Just punt yeah. the ball to the Jets. They're not going to do a single thing on offense. And, He's uh, that bad. And, yeah, yeah so I mean, bad. Mike White was immediately. As soon as Mike White is said healthy, they're like, "Yep, Mike White's in. You're out." Oh yeah. Nine yeah, for eighteen and, and an interception in a whole game. They put in, yeah, they did put in. What's his name, Strievler or whatever. Yeah, he went ten and for he fifteen. Was, he moved the ball. He moved the ball. Moved I the mean, ball. that that dude throws it worse than I do. That dude's. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with his elbow, but he he doesn't pick that elbow up at all. He throws it for right. He here. runs too. Yeah, he runs. he runs. He runs hard. That dude runs hard. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Nine so we can feel good that we're yards. ahead of the Jets. Well, that uh, I mean, them losing is keeping, and Barely. Miami keeps keeps losing. It's keeping the Patriots somehow alive for the playoffs. I don't know how know. it's possible, but I think we're in what eighth place right now. We're still one one game, <laughs> one spot out of the friggin' playoffs. Yeah, we can leapfrog Miami with a win this weekend, and right. uh, I think it's fortunate for us that we're doing this podcast later in the week on Thursday night. Uh, that we get the details about Miami. Two is uh, out. Two a two is in concussion protocol again. Which you know, poor guy, really got a feel for him. Yeah, uh, he completed that, that game. The way that turned out in the second half, you're like, what is going on? And now, in retrospect, it makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, you got to think a lot about what's going on with the doctors and what's going on with the spotters and the coaches and all that. But um, Miami's in a in a tough spot if they got to go to the backup quarterback right now and yeah Teddy they got to go on the yeah. road into cold weather this weekend to face the Patriots and then I believe they have the Jets in week eighteen so it's yeah. it's not an easy road for the for the Dolphins and they need to win one if not two games to get mm-hmm. into the playoffs yeah. yeah they drop one Dolphins drop one twenty twenty six to the Packers. Fun game that helps the playoff chances, um, the Pats' playoff chances. Uh, I thought there was some interesting special teams plays by both teams. Um, Dolphins allowed a huge kickoff that gave Green Bay three points, and then a failed onside kick early in the first half um, that that ultimately led to a touchdown in the first quarter by the Packers. Packers faked a punt in the first half. Really? I missed it. The Dolphins' field position that led to three. You know what? I was just going to say. Really weird. Speaking of a fake punt. You know, where are the Patriots' trick plays? Can we just not run a trick play? I know it's not something to rely upon, but, you know, when you need it. I think that's next level. We've ran it in the past, you know, (laughs) when they're like, oh, we can't get anything. Last year we ran a bunch. The year, but Cam Newton year, we ran a ton. It's like, I guess our coaches, they literally don't know how to run a trick play for the life of them. The the trickiest we get is the end around, 
and yes. end around like fake. It, I mean, it seems to be. It's kind of funny, isn't it? That we have Jacoby Myers, who's a quarterback and pretty good there, and you can almost use as a kind of like a little gadget weapon occasionally. I'm not saying like every I don't game. Want to see throw... Jacoby Myers throw the ball. Again. They're not going to let him throw the ball again after Vegas. No, I don't want to see him throw the ball stupid. again this year. Come on, maybe next year. No, but you I'm know what I mean. Like, there's not, not been a... put a decision in his in his hands they... after that. I can't believe there's been no trick plays this year. Like, that's something you can usually rely on for at least on a bad offense. Okay, well, I could go to a trick play. No, you can't even. How about, uh, I mean, you you look at our special teams coordinator, and every time he's talking on the sidelines of Belichick, it's like, oh, I don't know what happened. Like, literally, dude. What is he still doing on the team? Special teams have been terrible. I can't believe believe they weren't ready for the snap on that punt. It's It's like, like, yeah. Yeah, maybe you're not doing a good job, pal. That's you. He's so uh, bad. Anyway, Cam Accord. Oh my god. <laughs> Elsewhere in the AFC East, uh, Buffalo gets the victory over Chicago, and uh, we we covered Miami before. But some of the other games that were uh, important for the playoffs in terms of the Patriots, you know, Tennessee loses to Houston, kind of big because now Tennessee and and Jacksonville are both below five hundred. Yeah, both. Uh, and Tennessee's are basically their ass kicked right now too. 10 all they can really do is is try to win that division and not go for a wild card. So that was huge. I mean, how does Houston win that game? I think the only reason Houston won that game is because they had a two game lead for the first first overall pick, and so Lovey <laughs> didn't get that call in, in the fourth quarter. That was like, <laughs> yeah, throw an interception They're immediately. Still playing. Yeah. Well, dude, the Titans. To, I so, just said the Titans are so overrated. The Titans are getting their ass kicked right now. I mean, they're. I guess they're. No, he had 10 nothing. So injured. They're so injured. Malik Willis is, I mean, that's bad. lost. He's bad. It's it, He got benched. He's not going to play tonight. Right. Who are they starting? Yep. I don't even know who they're starting. They're going to start, I don't know, uh, somebody that we don't even know. But um, <clears throat> So that was Tennessee. The Cowboys. Then, yeah, the boys are kicking in their ass. One of the other games, Vegas actually lost to Pittsburgh in that Which immaculate huge. reception huge. reunion game, the Franco Harris game, uh, in a game that really it looked like they should have won. And then leading to Derek Carr being benched for the rest of the year. Benched and kicked out of the That's building crazy. effectively. Right? I mean, Just, it's like, yeah. it's kind of funny that it's been such a train wreck over there, and he's been a pretty decent player in the past, and they blame it all on him. It's all his fault. It's all Derek Carr's fault. I mean, I'm not the biggest Derek Carr fan by any means, but I feel like he became Josh McDaniel's scapegoat, and it's really Josh McDaniel's shitting the bed effectively again. You know? Yeah. I mean, do, you, do you think it's yeah, all – like Carr has played him. bad, but, yeah, they're starting – Stidham's terrible. We'll Stidham, see. Bad. Stidham, of all people, you're going to start Stidham, and you think that's going to help you? Right. It's like – they're like, oh, that. we want to see what we have for young talent is what he said. And it's like, are you out of your Why? mind? Why? There's still an outside chance you can make the playoffs. Literally, you know? and they've already given up. I think I think it's a scapegoat situation. He's saying that Carr can't play or whatever, and it's a contract it's, thing. It's a contract thing, right? If, because uh, they owe him if, a lot of money or something, right? Well, if if he's hurt, then they have to pay him a bunch of money next year. But if he's not hurt, then they can cut him for no money. Right. So they're like, let's get rid of him. Josh wants to get let's, rid of him. I think that's sure pretty bad. He's not well, hurt. because. Yeah. You know, not on only the Derek Carr getting rid of him. Devontae Adams just signed a huge contract to go play with Derek Carr. You know, he took less money to leave Green Bay and go to Oak, to go to Vegas to play with Carr, and now you're going to cut him? Are you getting rid of Carr? Yeah, it's like that seems the like way you're they stirring did up Carr, a lot of no shit. There's no way. That's uh, yeah. that's the way. That's very Matt Patricia Lions esque of just like <laughs> burying players and losing the locker room immediately. Yeah, I think Derek Carr is never going to play for. The Raiders again, yeah. I think he's. I mean, doesn't look, look around like the it. league. I think there's. I, I think there's a slight chance he could be here next year. People are saying that. You I'd rather go that. again with Mac. I mean, I know people aren't the biggest Mac fan. I feel like if you get Mac an offensive weapon or an offensive coordinator who can call a legitimate offense, I mean, the you know the second half against the Bengals, kind of you see flares of the okay, this kid can play when he gets some kind of a clean pocket, he can actually play, and I feel like it's you know. We said it in the offseason where if the offense looks terrible because of Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, everyone's going to blame Mac Jones and say, oh, yeah, Mac Jones sucks. It was all Mac Jones' fault. He was the reason, you know, he can't play. And it's like, yeah, but in training camp, we all knew if this didn't work, it wasn't really going to be Mac Jones's fault. He was going to look bad, but it was just really supposed to be the coach's fault because we all knew it would fail. So I'd rather give him another shot. 
maybe get him another weapon. I feel like starting over is too, it's too quick to start over with a, you know, cars, what a 10 year veteran by next year or something. It's like, that's a lot. Yeah. If, if Mac didn't have last year where he looked good, right. Then, oh, then you'd be That'd like, Oh, things. he's like Zach Wilson. I mean, right now he looks like Zach Wilson, but if he didn't have last year, then you'd be like, Oh, then yeah. But he's, also, he's you know, cost. he had the Minnesota game. He had the second half of this game where he looks good. Like, I feel like Zach Wilson's had maybe like a quarter of football this year where he's looked good, like his first round status. Max had fourth a lot more. Fourth quarter against Pittsburgh, yeah. Fourth quarter against Pittsburgh, there you go. Mac has had spurts throughout the season where you're like, okay, he can play. He's just scared shitless back there and doesn't trust anything going on in front of him. And that's, I feel like, reasonable at this point Yeah, from what we've yeah. seen. Okay, some yeah. other games from this weekend. Um, let's jump into it. Minnesota with another Three-point victory over the Giants. I mean, what a game. They're ridiculous. They game. are 11-0 and 0 in three-point one-score games this season. 11-0. and 0. It's more wins than anyone has ever had, never mind the fact that they've lost zero games. I think last year they were like 2-9 and nine in yeah, one-score games. Yeah, they're usually terrible in one-score games. So, yeah, like you they were saying. They are using all their karma points right now, and they are going to be totally fucked when yeah, it comes to the playoffs. Nobody yeah. has any belief in them. I agree with you. I think they're going to go in the playoffs, and all it takes is one one thing to not go their way because they've been playing sloppy football, and their defense does not look good. Their passing defense is horrific, absolutely horrific. They give up like 334 yards to Daniel Jones passing. Are you kidding? That's insane. Yeah, (laughs) those receivers, Richie James and what's his name, Hutchins, Isaiah Hutchins, Hitchens. I don't don't even know who they have there. Hodgins? Yeah. Dominating them, um, <laughs> but I mean, Saquon breaks a huge run in fourth and two late in the fourth quarter um, from the Vikings twenty-seven for a touchdown. The Giants get the two-point conversion, tie the tie the ball game twenty-four twenty-four. The Gi- and the Vikings kick a sixty-one yarder, yeah, sixty-one yarder for the and win and make it and make crazy it. like pretty uh, impressive. Classic yep. Vikings would have been to miss that, but uh, oh, definitely. Yeah, they play some close games, man. They're they're fun though. They're fun, man. Hawkinson was great in that game. Hawkinson was. Terrific. I think it was. His, yeah, what a great terrific. trade that, and, uh, that has been for them. Yeah, yeah. Dalvin really Cook looked out. pretty good early in the game too. Yeah, and in the NFC North, uh, one of the teams that has become relevant, the Detroit Lions, uh, they actually lose in pretty convincing Big fashion time. to Carolina. Yeah, they give up kick. Carolina, over, right? Over three hundred yards rushing to Carolina in this game. They lose by fourteen Dude, points, new... and it wasn't even that close. That's their new thing. That team's gonna run the shit out of the ball, and they got some they got some options there. But which is kind of funny. They, points. They trade their top running back and then just turn into a run team first. Well, kind that offensive funny. line is just mooses. Like yeah, they Kwanu, big boys. At, at left tackle, everyone was like, "Move him into guard. He's a great run blocker." And it's like, no, just leave him at left tackle and keep him as a great run blocker. Mm-hmm. Just just keep him moving up the middle. Yeah. Deontay Foreman, 21 carries for 165 yards and a touchdown. Chuba, Chuba, Chuba or Chuba? Chuba. I called him Chuba. Chuba. I, know I he think went, it is. He went to uh, Oklahoma State, I think. Uh, yeah, 12 did. carries, 125 yards. Yeah, man, that's their new thing. They just run the fucking ball, man. And Sam Darnold looked fairly decent. You know, 15 for 25, 250 yards, a touchdown, mm. no, no picks, no sacks. Um, 121.4 rating. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. I, I, and I know you're playing Detroit's defense, but, I mean, Detroit, They've Detroit been winning. should be winning that game, you would think. Um, yeah. Big big matchup in the NFC East. Yeah, Cowboys-Eagles. That was Cowboys-Eagles. I don't know what you guys were up to on, great game. on Christmas, but I, I was watching this game. I was, was watching it. Fantastic game. Every, when I got a chance. Yeah, that was nuts. And all, it came came down pretty late to it. Yeah, Minshew. Exactly. Minshew can play, man. I knew he could play. Minshew's good. He's good. He's always been good. And, uh, yeah, so when I saw the line was getting inflated, and it, I think it ended up that the Cowboys covered the line, but uh, Minshew played really well. Uh, he he did throw two interceptions in this game, but, you know, Dallas was able to pull it out in a game that they had to win, and the Eagles really didn't need. Yeah. Yeah. The receivers in this game were a lot of fun to watch. C.D. Lamb was awesome. Went off. Uh, Devonta Smith, also, awesome. Both two touchdowns. Uh, crushed me in fantasy championship. I'm still going, but they. Oh, really? The, I had the two of them. Sucks, I was dude. beating them, and then he had those two players, C.D. Lamb and Devontae Smith, and they both got four touchdowns. Did you see Devontae Smith's uh, touchdown celebration where he's 
taking things out of the out of the Salvation Army pot. No, I oh, see, that like one. the Grinch. He put he oh, put the mask great, on. Dude. He put the mask on. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, man, that was one of the best celebrations all year. Uh, but the game ultimately, I thought it came down to a big play by Cowboys DB uh, DB Deron Bland against Quez Watkins. It was a slant that he basically wrestled away from him yep. for a pick that gave the Cowboys the ball. Ended up getting a field goal out of it. Um, very next possession, Sanders, Miles Sanders fumbles, horrendous fumble, um, gives Cowboys the ball. Eagles still have three timeouts, but Prescott had a keeper for a first down, and um, Cowboys, Cowboys, uh, I think they got another field goal there, put them up six, yep. and the Eagles couldn't do anything with it on the, last, on the last possession there. God, I felt for Miles Sanders. He looked like he was the sickest man on the planet. Yeah, he's had a good season though. I mean, he's yeah, he's been playing well. I'm looking at the Cowboys. Cowboys are 11 and four. Yeah, Yeah. about to be 12 and four after this game, I'm sure. And they quietly, right? Quietly, and they're lining up to play whoever shows up from the NFC South, which could be the Buccaneers, who had another stinker on uh, Sunday Night Football against Arizona. Another game where it's like, are you guys going to show up before 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter? And Sure enough, you know, Brady comes alive right when he needs to. Yeah, fourth quarter. And all it was, they were just hitting these passes to the flat, just handoffs to the flat, passes to the flat. That was it. They couldn't protect at all. Like, J.J. Watt was taking over the game. That defensive line was taking over the game for the Cardinals. And Brady gets it. I mean, he's just, he can't be stopped in the fourth quarter. No. If anyone has a close game to him in the fourth quarter in the playoffs, you, good luck. You just... Cannot yeah, I mean, leave it's, it's within one Arizona. score. I know, but just like with with one score to go, that guy in the fourth quarter, he's legit. But for fifty minutes, he sucks. Yeah. He was missing passes all over the place. He was like throwing it wide on out routes and all all kinds of stuff. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. look himself. Their run game man. is brutal to watch. Their whole team is falling apart. Yeah, they're they're not a lot of fun to watch. They're no. pretty boring when I watch them. You they're know, very boring and frustrating. Very frustrating. Uh, and then the Chargers beat the shit out of Indianapolis in a game that was never close. Also, the Rams beat the complete shit out of the Broncos. Yeah. Baker played pretty well. uh, Good thing I didn't start them, huh? We should talk about that. (laughs) We should talk about that because I know in your fantasy league you had, you know, should I play New England's defense or pick up Denver? I'm like, I should pick up Denver's defense and play Denver's defense. Yeah. And then, Holy shit! What the fuck happened to that thank defense? Thank God man? I didn't. And the the Patriots scored a touchdown on their defense, so I did start start the Patriots. I was texting, okay, these guys morning of. Should I do it? I really want to start the Patriots. Both of them saying, "No, oh, start Broncos. Broncos way better matchup. L.A. Rams. Their offense they can't score. They suck. This, that, and the other thing." And I was like, "I got you know, all right. Go with your gut." And I was like, "All right, I yeah. got to do the Patriots. Patriots get a pick six, return for a touchdown." Broncos let up 51 points. So, and get like, yeah, I, I think they got I like negative know. four on defense for fantasy. So, I, I that Dude, ended Cam up being Akers, pretty good. I dropped Cam Akers. I, I drafted him in like the fourth round. I, I had him. Yeah, 118 yards and like, three guy. TDs. They were talking about cutting him. They were talking about cutting him early in the season. 23 carries, 118 yards, three touchdowns. What the saying? fuck, dude? I mean, like, goodness. I, yeah. I couldn't even tell you. Couldn't even tell you, man, where that came from. Wow. Yeah. And then uh, good on the Broncos, you for going with your gut. Yeah. Good for you. You, <laughs> I don't know. You, you felt something that we, I just thinking. realized the dude that I'm playing against picked up cam Akers this week and is now starting him. Yeah. Well, Screwed. just thank your lucky stars. You're not a Broncos fan because oh, yeah. the outlook for that team is horrendous. They, they fired the coach this week. You know, obviously we don't want that to happen, but it needed to happen for that team. Russell Wilson is horrendous, and they're locked into him for like four years. They gave up first oh, round so picks. Screwed. They shipped they shipped out a, a couple players along with them, and it's just it's a nightmare for the Broncos yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. They they even just took football operations out of the hands of the general manager because they were like, "Look, dude, you cannot handle this." Yep, fired the coach. They're really falling apart over there. Yeah, and, and for all probably, the people that say that, like. The salary cap is not real. Watch how hard it is for Denver to get out of that contract over the next couple of years. That's true. Because that that's he a is bad not one. the same player. That is a bad yeah. contract. So bad. Yeah. And uh, they're going to make a God off, Godfather offer to uh, Sean Payton 
And he's going to say, no, I'm not coming there to go coach Russell Wilson. He's gonna Russell say, no. Wilson threw three interceptions in that game. Real bad. He was fifty he had 54 rating. Real bad. Yeah. He's the... He's not the same we player. We all kind of knew it, he's, too. We, I think we've been saying on this podcast for the last couple of years. That he's you know, like, it. he doesn't look right. They always try to play him when he's not, like... I mean, it did look kind of scary, though, you know, that Matt... Oh, okay, if he goes there, they have a good defense, they have some talent. Like, that could be good, but I think he's done, and he's done, so... Yeah, he's he's definitely at his, you know, he's in, he's in the, the late stages of his career, I think. Yeah. He's you, not going to retire. No. Because he's he's owed so much money, mm-hmm. but um, he's yeah. definitely took a turn for the worse here. You take that Kyler Murray contract over Russell Wilson's any day, which is hilarious. Yeah, I take Aaron Rodgers' contract over him. Yeah, it's I true. Take Aaron Rodgers' rid- ridiculous <laughs> was it like forty fifty million dollar fucking what's his cap hits over the next couple of years? That's the craziest thing. That contract like is so wild. I think it's like fifty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got a baseball contract mm-hmm. at this yes. point. Yep. Ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. What so a ridiculous contract. The way we see things right now, so that there are five playoff teams that are locked in, where it's Bills, Chiefs, Bengals, and then the Ravens and the Chargers are all locked in. We didn't touch on the Ravens, but they did win last week, and that locks them into a playoff spot right now. Um, and then it's really just a lot of wrestling matches, you know, the – AFC South is still up for grabs and that last playoff spot where it's Dolphins, Patriots, Jets, potentially Titans, Steelers, Raiders. Yeah. Um, Steelers Jaguars. are right there, man. They have the same record as us. We just have the tiebreaker over them. It's crazy. They're in it. I know. I know, right? Uh, so it's, it's going to get really interesting these next couple weeks. Raiders, I mean, the, the Ravens are playing the, the Pittsburgh Steelers on Sunday night football at this point. So that that's going to be a really tough game. I believe it sounds like Lamar is going to be playing for that one. So that could be a boost for mm-hmm. Baltimore, but I don't know. Pittsburgh's playing with a lot of energy right now. They are. Yeah. I mean, I, I could see that going either way. Um, we can't get the 10 wins anymore, so I, I don't care. I'd rather the Ravens win, but you know, it is what it is. I think, I think the Ravens should win, especially if Lamar's there, but the Steelers have been playing well. So we'll see their defense yeah. is damn starting yeah, to turn Lamar's it up. There, I would, I would imagine. Yeah, I would imagine Lamar would beat that Steelers team, but I don't. I mean, they're they're somehow just hanging on. I really kind of wrote them off earlier in the season, and a lot of people did. They still have a they still have an outside chance. Yeah, they do. Uh, Las Vegas, another team that's in contention right now. They are hosting San Francisco this that's week, gonna be and they're starting bath. Jared yeah, Stidham. That's, 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 that's going to be a bloodbath. Over. That's over. Yeah, that's over. Yeah, the season's over for them, especially with Stidham. Definitely. Definitely. And then the New York Jets are traveling to Seattle. They get Mike White back for this game. And I did pick the Jets to win this game. I just, I don't know. Seattle's in the tank right now. Seattle is just falling off a cliff. And you, you got to think, yeah. I don't know, Mike yeah, White just brings some energy you know, to that team. The the Seattle has fallen off a cliff, but they are still playing for something. Right now it's their, it's them and the Commanders. Or, you know, the Commanders have a half a game on them with a tie. So the Commanders are seven and seven and one. Seattle seven and eight. So they have a lot to play for. And yeah. So I would. I would. It's definitely a big playoff implication match. They're both would, seven and eight. I want They're, the Jets to suck yeah. too. So you know, it's me. Yeah, I'm hoping the Seahawks take that one. Naturally, naturally. Um, <clears throat> a lot of the favorites have some pretty favorable matchups this weekend. You know, you got Kansas City that is the Broncos hosting Denver. Yeah, they're hosting Denver. Terrible. So that's, that's a shoe in. You got, but you San know Francisco, what? I mentioned the one thing I'll say about that game is I feel like we've seen it randomly before. When a coach is fired in season by a bad team, sometimes the players are so happy that they actually play a really, really competitive game the next week and sometimes win. I feel, you know, we saw it with Carolina earlier this year, and we've seen it a lot in years past. So I don't know. Maybe the Broncos show up a little bit because they just fired their whole operation over there and something happens <laughs> maybe i think yeah they fired the special teams coach they fired a couple guys it wasn't yeah. just the head coach um and then we also have uh you know the battle of los angeles which was previously going to be a sunday night game the chargers who are locked into a playoff spot now 
hosting the Rams. Rams coming off their biggest win of the season. And it's all of a sudden kind of an interesting matchup. Baker Mayfield playing a little better. Herbert is actually on a pretty good roll over the last month. Yeah, he's been good. And with those receivers, so, you got to think pretty good from them. But, I mean, I, I definitely have the Chargers in this game. I probably have them as a seven-point favorite. But Yeah, they got to win this game. But Rams, yeah, after yeah, Rams showed up thing. last week. Rams don't have a first-round yeah, pick. They don't thing. care. They don't care about winning. Right? What is going on with the Rams running game is, is all of a sudden, like, effective now? Mm-hmm. You know, we saw that last week against a pretty good defense. Um, I don't have a ton of faith in the Chargers, even though I do like them. I like that quarterback a lot. Um, yeah, I kind of feel like the Rams have a pretty good chance to take this game. It's a trap game if I've seen one before. Yeah, definitely. So the Chargers uh, are clinched, right? Yeah. Chargers clinched. Yeah, they clinched. But yep. they don't They don't know if they're going to be the 5, 6, 7 seed. It, it, it still could be malleable there. It'd be a good chance to, uh, maybe not this week, but I'd, I would definitely consider resting Herbert because he's been under some duress this season. I don't know yeah. when it would be, but. That would be ideal for them. Not this week. All right, let's talk Pats Dolphins. So we mentioned before Tua is injured, is already ruled out for this game. Teddy Bridgewater is in as a starting quarterback. Mm -hmm. In the first matchup between these two teams, the Dolphins scored 10 points on offense. They had the pick six that that turned into basically the game winner uh, defensively, where the Patriots just took away Tyreek Hill. That's all they did. And then Jalen Waddle had that slant pass that he took for a touchdown. That was uh, a huge play. I think it was on fourth and eight. It was something like that. Mm-hmm. You got to think that the Pats are going to be able to at least double team Tyreek Hill in, in the way that they have done previously when he was with the Chiefs. Yeah. And then that kind of limits what they're able to do offensively. You know, I, I always feel whenever I watch the Dolphins, I'm like, just run the ball more. Just run it more because everyone mm-hmm. is so worried about the speed on the outside and everybody getting deep. There's two safeties. They're all playing back. And that for whatever reason, we saw it in Buffalo where Raheem Mostert goes for like 150 yards in the first half and then basically disappears in the second half. And right. Like, why are they not running the ball? So if the, if the Dolphins do run the ball, which I think they should, I think they're going to walk away with this game. But based on their track record, I don't think they're going to make that decision. And they're going to be going into Gillette. Uh, the Patriots have been home for a couple of weeks now. And are we able to protect Mac Jones enough to score 20 points? It seems like 20 points is the barrier that we yeah. just can't get over. <laughs> so I, mean, I, I, yeah. I don't know the answer. I'm going to pick the Patriots in this game. I, I am going to pick the Patriots, yeah. but I'm worried. I mean, I, I'm definitely going to go with the Patriots in this game. Miami has had a pretty damn good season so far, but the last four games, they've been on a slide, and they've had two of the only game they're really, you know, it was really, I mean, the Chargers game was somewhat competitive. They didn't score a lot, but the Bills game was really competitive. I thought this Green Bay game, they kind of, fa- you know, they were trying, they were trying to keep, keep it close, but two just threw too many interceptions. I feel like it's all catching up with them. Uh, momentum slowing down for them. They've had a tough road. Like you said, it's not easy to play in New England. Um, I don't know what the forecast is for the game. Let me look at that. I think it's going to be nice. It's going to be like 30s, 40s. Which isn't nice for them, but it's nice for us. So I would Mm -hmm. say that's somewhat of an answer. It might be raining Sunday is what they're saying, so that wouldn't help anything. Cold rain for Miami doesn't seem to fit their game plan. Um, I mean, I, I... we got to win. We have to win. We need this. They're on a slide, but it would make sense for them to beat us because we will find a way to lose. So I'm hoping we win. I think we match up with them okay at this point. Their starter, their backup quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, looked bad early in the season, I remember. I think he had one decent game, right? And then besides that, he looked really bad and just overmatched yeah. and you know slow and unathletic. So if two was in this game, I definitely feel different about it. The fact that Teddy's playing, it's uh, let's see, he's got a sixty-one percentage, sixty-one per, uh, completion percentage, three touchdowns, three interceptions. So very, very average, not very good in turn. So yeah, our defense yeah. should take advantage of that. Give some more context yeah, not... to that. Tua got knocked out of the Bills game in Week Three, and then they lost three straight games until Tua came back as a starter. Right, right. Yeah, I'm not that concerned. Uh, I think the Patriots should win this game. 
just based on on how they perform on defense against uh, Ted, Teddy Bridgewater as a backup. Um, you look at it, it's the number two ranked pass offense in the league for the Dolphins, but I don't think that is going to be the same with Teddy, Bridge, Teddy Bridgewater under center. Their rushing attack is pretty feeble. 27th ranked rush um, offense in the league. That's not that good. Um, and I think we can get some things going against their, their pass defense. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if we can get some things going as far as like just being on, on time, on schedule, ahead of the chains, not getting to third down so much, it's a 28th ranked pass defense. So if you're ever going to move the ball on a team, this is one of the teams that, that is ideal to do that with. Um, yeah, I, I feel good about the Pats in this game for yeah. some reason, even after watching that first half last week. Um, there are also maybe a we make lot some plays. Of, I, the one thing that's too. really nice here is Marcus Jones is is a little guy, but he's fast as shit, you know. And, and he's not so much of a matchup nightmare against these little receivers that are they almost have three thousand yards in between them for mm-hmm. the season. I, it doesn't look like Jalen Mills is going to play, but Jonathan Jones and and Marcus Jones are kind of like speed slot. Like they match up fairly well with. I mean, not not favorably, but fairly well with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great Definitely. point. That smaller cornerbacks against you know Tyreek Hill's five foot eight. I think Jalen Waddle's five foot ten. Well, Marcus though, so Marcus is in concussion protocol, so we'll see. Hopefully, he plays. He was sitting out on uh, on Wednesday. Right, and I then, don't know if he's back to. They have a lot of injuries. They have like a ton of injuries. You have that listed there. I am concerned about what, what is going Dolphins. on with Jalen Mills. I mean, uh, he's probably got like a Jalen Mills has been out for five weeks, four or five weeks now. Yeah, but why didn't we IR him in the short term? We can't play Sean Wade. He, he played one play last week and got and he got toasted. burned by Trenton. He got toasted by Trenton. What's his name? Trenton. Irwin. Trenton Irwin. He's toasted. related one to play, the crocodile. Steve. Crocodile wrestler. Is he? No, he's not. No. <laughs> he really it's is? It's believable. Oh that's God, the, that's no. the funny oh, part. Oh, it is believable, dude. <laughs> Don't fuck with me, dude. <laughs> you were hot on that. Yeah. You were real oh, excited so about that one. You big Steve Irwin fan over dude, there? Dude, I was. I was. I, I missed that guy. <clears throat> I'm going to stick my finger up this crocodile's ass. <laughs> that fucking guy, man. He was, he was the best. I like that guy. Yeah. So, but, uh, so yeah, it does feel like we have a good chance in this game. Doesn't and they it? have a lot. It of definitely injuries. does. Right this, now, did, the did Dolphins' defense is not scary. Uh, Terran Armstead, it's not scary Bradley at all. Chubb, I mean, Jalen Phillips is a really good player. At crack crafts are is Christian Wilkins. We Fisher, talked about before, um, They're fullback. He's good, but what'd you say? I don't know. I don't know why Bradley Chubb has not made a single impact for them at all. Probably didn't like want to Bradley get Chubb was supposed to be. Yeah, like push him over the edge, but Bradley Chubb has not done a single thing. Yeah, and then Xavier Howard, Xavier Howard has had a bad season under under the radar. Yeah, bad that's a good point for Xavier Howard. Yeah, uh, and then and then Keon Crossan, who was a former Patriot, made his way to the Texans, is now a starting cornerback for the Dolphins. They they got some injuries on the back end there, but yeah, as Ryan pointed out, poor. Pass defense. Yeah, Keon Crossan is not a good opportunity for us. I'm looking at this Marcus Jones with a concussion. I don't remember him having a concussion. I don't know when that came I don't about. Either. I, I think I yeah, last couple I days. think he came out in somewhere in the fourth quarter. So hopefully he plays and gets through it because our secondary is pretty banged up at this point as we're talking about. But they have a lot of guys out. Um, Tua Chubb, their tackles, a lot of corners. You know their tackles being out. We've seen what Uche and Judon do against backups this year, which is demolish right. them. So, and Bridgewater is not really as mobile yeah, as I'm looking he at... used to be. So it's not like he's going to be running around a lot back there. He's kind of like a statue these days. His... He's never been that. Bridgewater's mobile. arm has fallen off a cliff as well. I think that just looking at this injury, injury report with Jack Jones, Marcus Jones, and Jalen Mills, all DNPs. Is not. So I think good. one. Of, well, Jack um, Jones almost so, played last week too, so I think he's more of a, okay. um, you know, didn't didn't play. Was close last week. Didn't play, but hopefully gets to play this week. At least uh, if you get one of either him or Marcus, I feel a little bit better about things too. I want Jalen Mills back. Uh, that groin injury has been five weeks running. Yeah, groin, Why didn't groin we injuries are bad, guy, You know, they're sneaky. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. And then, so what do you guys got for the picks? What are you thinking? 
I got 2017 Patriots. All right, Granny with the close I'm, game. I'm sticking with the yeah the the 20 points is is that barrier. If you if we get there, we win. Okay, I'm gonna go 24-13 Pats. I think uh, we don't score a lot, but we take the game into hand pretty quickly and play with a lead like we haven't done in a while. I'll go uh, 23-20 Pats. I think we can beat this team, especially with Bridgewater under center. And I'd like to see uh, I'd like to see one of these corners come back. Hopefully, we can get at least one of them in this mm-hmm. game to match up with with Jalen Waddle. I think that I think that uh, Jonathan Jones is a pretty decent matchup with with T, with Tyreek Hill. Even though no one's really going to win that matchup with safety help. Yeah, yeah I know. Last week, help, yes. Devin McCourty was just atrocious for the first half until he came up with the interception. Yeah, and then he turned at it the around end of the first half. Yeah. I was just sitting there for the first 20 minutes like, God, this guy is just, he's over the hill. Yeah. And then he does that. that. Yeah. Is what it is. Yep. Um, yep. Game, potential game of the year that we should touch on. Yeah. Buffalo Bills going to Cincinnati. Monday night football. I mean, how did ESPN luck out this much? Yeah, uh, their first time of the year, really. Yeah. After Cincinnati looked pedestrian in the second half against the Patriots. I'm taking Buffalo in this game, but I got to say I'm not confident. I'm just excited to watch it. I picked uh, 54 points total mm-hmm. this game. I, I just think it's going to be an offensive explosion. Yeah, I th- I, I'm i going to take Cincinnati. They're at home. I feel like Buffalo has kind of you know showed um, a little wear as the season's gone on. They've had some... You know, they beat the Bears up pretty good, but before that, the Dolphins game was close. The Patriots game was eh, not that close. The Jets game was kind of close. The Lions game was close. The Vikings game was, you know, they lost. So I feel like people have been getting on them in the first half. And as we saw last week, Bengals can get at people really quickly in the first half. They can just go, man. I mean, they're, that that's the first team I've probably seen all year where just come out, and just score, 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 and you can't do shit about it. So I feel like that's playing against Buffalo's weakness there. They're going to go. I, I can see Bengals going up quick and Buffalo getting a little nervous, losing the rope a little bit. But we need yeah. Bill. We need the Bills to win as a Patriots fan, Yeah. right? We want the Bills to win because then more likely chance that they keep the number one seed and Kansas City will rest some guys. And the Chiefs to lose. We need the Chiefs to lose, but that's pretty unlikely. Huge. Aren't they playing? Who do, who do we say? Denver. Denver. We right. Oh, yeah. trap game. Big trap yeah. game. Trap game. <laughs> Big trap game. We'll be rooting for Denver like no tomorrow. Yeah, I like Buffalo in that one. I think Buffalo takes that one. Yeah. Both outdoor teams um, playing in Cincinnati in, in December or January, rather. So, January, yeah, yeah. That'll, that'll be New fun. Year. And then uh, another one we should touch on, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hosting Carolina in a game that is Huge. going to decide the division. that division. That's absurd. They're both 6-9. and nine. That is so absurd. I Ugh. think Tampa's 7-8. and eight. Tampa's 7-8. No. Eight? Okay. No, I think, let's see. Where is it? Yeah, Tampa's 7-8. and eight. They're seven. Tampa's 7-8. and eight. They're 7-8. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, but, I don't know. I can't see Brady losing it. This fucking division. <laughs> I can't see Brady division, losing it, dude. but you never know. You just never know. It's it's in Tampa. The Saints are for still in it too. At six worth. and nine, by the way. If they beat the Eagles somehow, they're in it. Saints have gotten swept by Tampa so far this year. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it's one of those games where it's like J.C. Horn is out for Carolina, so that that's a big loss for them going up against some of the taller receivers that T- Tampa has to offer. Just Tampa is just so disappointing. Yeah. Just, yeah, they really are. Yeah, but really I mean, are. if it's if it's a three and a half point spread, I would take I would take the uh, the underdog in that. Yeah, I kind of like I kind of like Carolina in this game, just the way they've been running the ball the last. I kind of do too, but I can't um, see Brady losing this one. Yeah. It's like he he still nails when the game's on the line. I feel like so. I mean, the rush defense isn't isn't the best either. Really, what 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 uh, Carolina's doing right now kind of suits suits them to win this game. I, I don't know. I like it. I, I'm going Carolina. All right. Two more games. Jacksonville at Houston. I know that sounds ludicrous. Yeah, what are you talking about this one for? It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. 
Houston is giving everybody a run for their money. They are. Yeah, you're right. They're they're playing hard. They're not they're not just cashing in right now. Jacksonville right. needs Jacksonville, this. Jacksonville they're on a, a couple game win streak here. I don't know if they actually need it for their divisional uh matchup with the Titans because they do play the Titans in week 18. Oh, but, mm-hmm. wow, that's a big one. You got to think that Jacksonville wants to win it and Houston probably wants to lose it. <laughs> I would think. Yeah. Right, but Houston doesn't make sense for the Texans to. Yeah, they're challenging I mean, everyone. Yeah, I know, right? They don't seem to like play for the. You know what I mean? They don't seem to tank. The Texans don't seem like they're tanking. They're just not good. Yeah, they're they're so trying Jackson to play competitively. Needs a game. Right, it's in Jacksonville, which I don't know how much of an advantage that is. Is that right? Energy? No, energy's in Houston. So Correct. yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe Houston's got the whole field. <laughs> It's hard to say, man. I, I'm going Jacksonville now. I'm going to go Jacksonville. Those tickets are $17 a piece. I'd go if I were there. <laughs> oh, beautiful. It's like a fucking double A game. Yeah. Not too shabby. Okay, last one. Minnesota going to Green Bay. Minnesota's still trying to hang on to that number two seed, so they play the lowest seed uh, going into the wild card round. Green Bay's got a chance to make the playoffs at this point. Which is crazy. I've got... I've got Green Bay. I mean, Minnesota is a cold weather state, but they play indoors. Right. And mm-hmm. they're going to play outside. Which is a, which is a crime. That's a it's crime. A, it's a crime. I mean, they're just losing that home field advantage. <laughs> so they're going to Green Bay in January. I mean, I, I I got Green Bay. I got Green Bay. Yeah, I got Green Bay as well. No one has any yeah. respect for Minnesota. Not even Sean over in Minnesota. None of us have any respect for them. For a 12-3 and three No team. respect. None of us have any respect. Yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, Green Bay's been playing the last couple of weeks. They've been they've been winning a few games. They're getting their record back. I mean, I don't know what – has Rodgers done anything the last so many weeks? I mean, they've won three straight weeks. They, you know, they played the last Bears and Rams, decent. but then last week against, yeah, the Dolphins, he did look pretty good. Like you're saying, it's a mm-hmm. it's a 4:25 game too, so it's going to start getting dark and it's going to start getting really cold, which I think will affect the Vikings. Maybe if it was a one o'clock game in the sun all day, not as bad. But once you get in the cold over there, up there in uh, Packers Stadium, there, I think that's pretty rough. And then they have the Lambo, and Lambo yeah, yep. and then they have the um, Green Bay. Kind of holds their fate here because they have the Lions at home again in the uh, last week of the season. So if they string two wins together, I think they're in, right? If they string, if they win this game, are they in? Let's see. No, no they, they got to win two. They got to win two. Yeah, they have to win. Commanders, Seahawks, yeah, Detroit. That's going to be a huge game. Detroit versus Green Bay week week 18. Who yeah. knew that was going to be a big game? Not me. Yeah. That's for a playoff spot, potentially. That is yeah. a playoff spot right there. Yeah, I like the Packers in this one, man. I think, I think it's a good matchup for them. I don't think the Vikings are... I mean, they win so many of these close games that could have gone either way, but I don't know. I like the way the Packers have been playing the last couple of weeks, so I'm going to go with the Packers. There's that thing when Aaron Rodgers hits that last step and it comes out, and you're like, oh, that's 2011 Aaron Rodgers. You're like, I think that's going to yeah. be it. Uh, and then you look at the receiver, and it's like Randall Cobb, who's like 30 yeah, yeah. or whatever he is. <laughs> you're like, okay, never mind. Yeah. They uh, really missing yeah, Demont- a little Devontae. Three game win streak too. They had a bye. They're, you know, they're getting better. I mean, since they lost to the Eagles, but yeah, they're doing. This will be good. Let's go. Vikings are still in play for the number one overall seed in the West. This is a joke. In, uh, That's crazy. In the NFC. Yeah, still in play. Crazy. Okay, I think we covered week seventeen. So yeah, I think we can wrap this up. Yeah. Um, hope you guys had a great Christmas. I hope all the listeners had a great Christmas. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, let's go Patriots. Happy New Year. Happy New, Happy, New right? Year. Happy New Year to everybody. Yeah. Wrap yeah. It up. Go Pats. Get those resolutions. Enjoy 2023. Out. Here we go. It's a new season for the Pats. Yep. Next, next year. <laughs> next year. Next year is the year. Next year is next the year. year. Yeah. <laughs> all, right. all right, guys. We'll see you. Adios. Later.